Hello again. Episode 113, if I'm not mistaken. 113, that is, to you and I. Um, so I'm recording this almost immediately after just recording the previous episode and uploading it. Um, distant sound of an aeroplane going above, which I can see through the clouds. So there's not that many clouds, there's some blue sky. And there was a time, not so long ago, of course, seeing any aeroplanes in the sky was um, not the case, you know. I'm only talking just last year, during at least one part of lockdown one, um, during the summer, yeah, absolutely, there was no flights, was there? They definitely, or very, 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 very few indeed, very few, hardly any. You could look above, we're not too far from Heathrow here, and you would usually see see and hear a, a generally sort of steady flow of planes somewhere, and there were times when you'd look up into the sky and see lots of those trails. Can't see any at the moment, so that one aeroplane. Although I'm not quite sure if it's only certain times of year and certain types of weather, atmosphere, that would you get then that those trails being more visible. Um, but with that as a distraction or the backdrop, I'm going to spend a few moments reflecting on a question that I've posed to somebody else, and therefore not surprisingly they posed back to me. And whereas the assumption would be I would simply type in a text my answer to the question, I would struggle with that um, and allowing myself just to talk to myself a little bit. And as you can see here, record it for prosper prosperity, prosperity, posterity, prosperity. What's that? Out of prosperity and posterity? Um, prosperity. That's a new word. Oh, Ziggy, he's gone into the water again down there. I know down there. We're down to another bit of the golf course. This is be a end of a par. It's going to be a par four again. And there's a little bit of a stream that runs across. And because he's gone down into it, he's going to be all wet again. But anyway, he's wet already, I suppose, so should let go of that. So the question being posed is, this is linked to... Um, after my usual kind of bit of background here, so... We're attempting, we being myself and our cause of the person, Daniel, which I gather, so again, my core listenership, maybe I was telling me this, but if I hadn't been called Matthew, I may well have been called Daniel. Is that the case? Is that true? Was that, I, th I believe, I've, I've been led to believe that. I'm ta taking that with me as though that was a possible name I could have been called. It was in, in the mix. Um, so this is Daniel, or we'll call him Dan for short. Um, he and I are doing some work together, and this particular little bit is work we are doing on behalf of, let's say it that way, the Centre for Positive Psychology. So it's one of our first projects in that guide. Not our first one, because the centre's already been alluded to and appeared on slides for a couple of other talks. One of them was back in the day... <laughs> November of last year is probably the first one, which was for International Men's Day, with the title something like Strong Men, and I can't remember the bit after the colon, but Strong Men, yada, yada, yada. Um, definitive Guide to Masculinity, no, Manhood, Masculinity and Being a Man. <laughs> I think that's where we first put some on the slide. Then I've done... Um, uh, a couple of other things, and one of them being some work uh, within the university with Strength Scope, 
kind of linking in with uh, HR, human resources, and in that I was labeled as being Centre for Positive Psychology. So this is now our next one, which is uh, the important thing here. I would say this is now doing something which this is what to be careful about. Um, so it's Dan and I that are doing it. Now we are developing this in the context I want to say as a as a kind of him and I our take on stuff, and on this occasion doing it on behalf of uh, the Centre of Positive Psychology, which in turn is doing it on behalf of or collaborating with something called Bucks HSC Ventures, HSC Ventures, Health and Social Care Ventures, and it's a project funded by the European Regional Development Fund that's been linked to the university for a few years, and we're offering some, so so we, being Dan and I, in the guise of the centre, because it's part of the university thing, but I want to be sort of clear to myself ourselves and anybody else who cares shows interest that the development of the content of what we're doing is something that Dan and I are doing kind of in our own time hence at a weekend of an evening and so on we're delivering it on behalf of the centre now it may well be we need to count some hours for the preparation uh, towards it anyway that hope we'll all sort out but I want to make absolutely clear intellectual property sits with Dan and I uh, and we're effectively loaning it to the centre at the moment hope it all makes sense probably overthinking this but anyway we're doing a little sort of programme of things which actually I think will be really helpful as we start to pull to push together, pull together, bring together um, some resources, some ideas, some product here. And I say this would be our first product um, that, you know, a, the, you know well, on behalf of the centre, but actually him and I. Because we're setting up, a, we want to set up a company called Smith Collinson or Collinson Smith, hence your ask something along those lines, where we're doing this stuff commercially, privately, uh, at the same time, we're doing this one pro bono, as it were, pro bono, whatever that really precisely means, I think for public goods, I'm not quite sure that freely, anyway, yada, 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 we are and we're not, um, the title being of this particular talk, so we're going to give, a, sorry, a workshop, I think that the kind of, the, the overall package is a 90-minute workshop that's invitee only, so people have been invited to this, and the invitees are SMEs, small, medium enterprises, um, and generally in the health and social care area, not surprisingly, they have linked with Bucks HSC Ventures that has funding from this European fund to provide resources, maybe some training, connections, networking, there's a program that they offer to say, well, you join the program and they support you with developing your idea and so on. So I kind of was never sure if it's part of the university. I think it would officially count as a partner. It's partnering with the university. They're housed within the university. But if you look at their website, which I think is hscventures.co.uk, they will show the university as being one of their partners alongside, I don't know if NHS is in there, the different health networks and so on. So... We're effectively doing this in our capacity as being linked with the university. Myself as a full-time employee, so they can count my hours of what they call matched funding, so you can count people's hours. I have a very clear here. At the moment, Dan, you see, is an associate lecturer at the university, hourly paid, so it's not clear if and how he would get paid for this. So we see that as all arguments for all the work we're putting together on this is allowing us to develop our own, our own products, 
So with that in mind, it's a 90-minute online workshop. Has to all be done up virtually these days. Shout out to me again. Hold on. Ziggy! He's now right over there with two people with two other dogs. Oh, fucking hell. Ziggy, come on! He's coming back. Which is fine. It's just that they, when they start holding on to their dogs and you think, oh, do they want them to come away? And he's fairly not to play, but he's running towards me now. I'm going to give him a little biscuit when he gets here. Big floppy ears. Atta boy. Here we go. And good boy. Sit. Sit. There we go. Well, we're going to head back now. Um, so it's going to be a 90-minute workshop that's currently under the title of Building... F well, actually, I think the whole programme is called something like Building Flourishing Businesses, which in due course we might change the title. But for this particular delivery of it, for on behalf of the Centre of Positive Psychology... Really, we're doing it for Bucks HSC Ventures. That's the audience. That's the people who are attending and taking part. People who are kind of doing startups, new companies relating to health and social care apps and ideas and contexts and projects and business ideas. Um, so we're going to do, a, first of all, a workshop. I think it's called Building Your Best Business and Staying Sane. Something like that. That's a workshop invitee only, and they sign up for that, plus up to five one-to-one -one coaching sessions with either Dan or myself. Um, and then we're building all, and then separately, there's also then four webinars that are broadly positive psychology informed. And in fact, they may be called Building Your Best Business and keep it. I've got now what we call things now. Um, and they've been out. So basically, we're doing this first workshop session on Tuesday. <laughs> Dan has very cleverly, very kindly, thank you Dan, has put together the slides which I made a bit of tweaking with but they would absolutely work as they are which is great um, and that's to get them in the start of this process and we, we're broadly broadly basing the workshop and then the coaching around something called appreciative inquiry. So it's broadly an appreciative inquiry approach but we're doing our take on it, we're basing it around that because that's an evidence-based approach which is effective, there's a whole kind of 5D process, there's a thing where yada yada yada, say more about that in due course, um, the important thing for now is the first, first part of it is, is the, the first D as it were, is define got to be have a clear def definition of what it is, what's your kind of affirmative core topic and one way of thinking about it is what would you like more of in life or in your business what do you what do you want and you frame this positively so we've been trying to um we've been trying to work this and word this in a way so we can send workshop attendees uh, a question or two ahead of time so that when they join the session one of the first things they could type into the chat they of course can speak it as well but a lot of people like to have it as though they kind of first of all let's get used to the chat and that's a nice way you can sort of share ideas quite quickly from a lot of people there's only gonna be about maybe 10 people on the session so it can be quite interactive it's a relatively small group it'll be done using zoom in which you have a chat actually a little chat function a chat box alongside the conversation and cameras being open and so on um and so we're playing around with these questions so we think we're down to these three core questions that would be the well, the first one particularly being this opening key question 
um, which is the 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 the, you know, the core question. The way we worded it has been this so far. Ha 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 ha! I'll find it now. Is what would you love to achieve with your business? Okay, so the key word in there is love. What would you love to achieve with your business? So you're saying, what's the best case scenario here? What's the, what would you love to achieve? Um, so that can be may start being vague, I guess, as people start thinking about it. And it's actually quite a hard question to answer straight away. It's what I'm now about to reflect on. And in fact, we're stepping a little bit back from that one because in this text back with Dan this morning, I said, um, you know, let's sort of think of these ourselves. This is an appreciative inquiry, as it were, part of the process. Um, so, well, that's it. Let's get our priorities right. Then we'd go is, what would you love to achieve with your life? So I've always got to take it to some bigger question, which that's what it comes down to, because you have to understand that if you are doing a business, I'm assuming you're doing it because you want to, but no matter what it you do, you're still left with this bigger question of, what would you love to achieve with your life? What can you achieve? What would you want to do with your life? What's the fucking point in it all? <laughs> okay, that's one way of phrasing it. But we've got to keep it... You know, so what? So the question I'm mulling over is, what would you love to achieve in your life? Um, and just so we can, you know, if you're mulling that over, the next question, once you give a question to answer to that one, the next one will be why. What's your why there? Why do you want to achieve that? And you may have a very, because that's what it's all about, isn't it? Or, you know, maybe it isn't. Maybe you've got a very clear sense of, because you want to make lots of money or whatever. But then if, if, the, if the question had been, what would you love to achieve with your business is to make huge amounts of money, the question has to be why. Why would you want that? What's your reasoning behind it? Um, and then the third one will be, and this is, we, I think the plan is we're going to do an email. We should be doing it on Friday, but we haven't. It's now Sunday. Let's see if we can craft it today to send it first thing Monday morning to people ahead of a session on Tuesday and this will start the whole process so they come onto the session having thought about these questions ideally with an answer to the first one which they can share succinctly in a chat box so I guess you know one thing we can do to set the tone for this is, is give our own answers so whilst here we're answering the question what would you love to achieve with your life the focus will be what would you love to achieve with your business but I may just find in the session we kind of go, well, let's just get this in context. What would you love to achieve with your life? <sighs> and I'm doing all this mulling around, mouldling, mouldling is a word as well, mouldling, mouldling, M-U-L-D-E-R, as in as in moulder, mouldling, M-U-L-D-E-R-L-I-N-G. It's a word, mouldling. I'm mouldering around, not giving an answer because I'm not sure how to answer that because it's hard, isn't it? What would you love to achieve with your life? Um, because it's getting an answer to that which you can share in like a sentence or so. So I'll do my usual glib kind of playing around with quotes from films, uh, which is a bit, like, you know, a bit like what's your motto for life, isn't it? Um, so the first one that comes into my mind, you know, and again I say it jokingly because I think there are truths behind these, but they've been shared in film form or other form in a comedic way, making a point, I think. And I'm reminded to the moment I'm going to the film This Is Spinal Tap, which they're asked things like, you know, what's your motto for life or something like that. Um, 
And one of them, actually, that one of the, I'm not sure if he's the drummer or a bass player, but he's hard as any lines in the film at all. He's the least known one. But I think his answer is to have a good time all the time. That's his advice to you. Have a good time all the time. And I think it's presented as being like a very naive viewpoint to have a good time all the time, if only that easy. And I think that is something truthful about it. Strive towards that, to have a good time all the time. The question then becomes, well, what do you mean by a good time? Uh, a related one that came into my head was mentioned by one of my colleagues at the university. Actually, um, she's a registrar for our postgraduate research students. I'll call her Laura, for that's her name. When about to go into an annual review meeting with doctoral researcher, she left us with the phrase, which I thought was lovely, could be a motto for the centre, have fun, get the job done. Have fun, get the job done. I like that. I'd like to have fun and get the job done. Whatever the job is, of course. But having fun, so across both of those, is having fun, having a good time. I think as much as possible is to have had fun. Because I take it back to the bigger questions of existentialism. As in, if we're not really sure what the point of it all is, if we're just here to pass time between the day we were born and the day that we don't wake up in this life, as I say, we don't know what comes afterwards. We don't know if it's reincarnation, heaven, oblivion. But if it is, for example, oblivion which is the probably, you know, atheistic view. I'm not saying I'm an atheist, but uh, it'll be the rational science view, isn't it, if you don't buy into any of the religions, is there is no fundamental point to any of it other than to just be alive. Do good things, whatever good is. Is it about just enjoying oneself? Is it what's most likely about enjoying oneself and doing good? So both and... So that's what the have, you know, both having fun and getting the job done. And therefore you have to have a job which you find fun or you can make fun. Uh, I know I'm rambling, I'm mouldering, but I'm trying to answer this. Um, to live life to the full. Is that, an, is that a reasonable answer? There you go, Ziggs. Just get the ball away. Come on. We should be heading back inside, really, but I suppose we're giving him a good old walk and I'm getting a bit of a exercise. We may even get close to 10,000 steps a day. Is that the main thing you like, just to do your 10,000 steps? Well, no, but walking generally is better than not walking. And a certain amount, such as 10,000 steps, the research, I think, suggests is a good amount to aim for. Oh, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, to have a good time all the time. Needs a bit more than that, doesn't it? I would like to make... So I'm going to actually... Dan, I'm hoping you're going to be okay with this because I'm revealing what you've written to me confidentially and privately. So I am going to take it upon myself to... No, do I need to ask you? I probably do need to ask your permission. No, I'm going to fuck it. Okay, I'm going to do a bit of fuck it here now, basically. I'm just going to read out what you said to me. Because it's always interesting if someone else writes something, you want to go, well, do I respond accordingly in a similar way? Um, no, I'm not, I'm not. I think the right thing is not to share it. I think I shall wait. Maybe I'll get Dan on later this episode. Another one. 
to reflect it because we can reflect on all this stuff. Because part of it is us having our own exploration. I think we're asking the people to think about these questions. What would you love to achieve with your life? Um, I suppose there's no. I want to say he's running off into another dog now. Zig, come here. At least he stopped and listened to me. Come on. Come on, Zig. Come. He's just staring at me. Like a dog that's been shown a card trick. No. He found a ball that we are playing with, but he's coming for it now. Um, right, do I have an answer? I don't think I do, do I? To have a good time all the time. It's a bit of a cop-out. What do you mean by a good time? And it's not going to be the case, is it? I will, well, therefore, I will have failed because I wasn't having a good time this time last year. I was, let's use the word, ill. I was not getting it right. I think something about to do it right, to live the right life, whatever that is, do it the best, do one's best, and that's not just. It's not about do one's best in terms of trying to be good enough for people, which is what I think it implies. To live one's best life, to discover what one's best life might be, to be true to oneself, which I'm now discovering is a big core part of it. When, and then that that's that's a lifetime's journey in itself. I may keep on changing. Um, to enjoy. Enjoy life. That's definitely a bit of it. And I, must, I remember actually asking this question myself a few years ago when Lauren actually was little. She was probably about, yeah, f- probably before school, age four or five. I remember sitting with her on my knee or in my lap whilst we were at a, an Edinburgh Fringe show. Goodness me, is it? And, and something on the lines of, why, why do I find it so hard to enjoy things? And that was the anxiety stuff. I would find it very hard to simply enjoy stuff. Even when I was doing something nice and pleasant, like sitting in a fringe show, watching, it was like a children's thing. I think it was just her and I. Um, and just remember writing on a thing, they asked some questions, you know, why, how can I enjoy life? So it's something about enjoy, that's about having a good time all the time. It's enjoying. I would have liked to have, I would have loved to have lived an enjoyable life. Because even if there is nothing else to it, then you go, well, if that's the best life, I enjoyed it, didn't I? I think I should think about this phrase, life should be for it, life should be enjoyed, not endured. See what I've done there? Enjoyed, not endured. And yet much of the time, I think many of us, myself included at times, act as though we're enduring it. I don't feel like that at the moment. I think some people will probably would feel like that during lockdown. And I'm not feeling that when I'm doing the stuff that I want to do for the for the sake of it. And it's probably when those things get balanced with stuff which is good for other people. Or here, for example, I'm going out and doing a walk and run the golf course and have a, an animal that's also benefiting a lot from it. So there's something valuable about that when you know you're doing something that you're enjoying and it's bringing other species or another person 
some apparently for him enjoyment. Uh, so enjoy oneself in a way which is brings enjoyment for others. So there's something about that to enjoy myself and bring joy for others. Is it whilst bringing joy for others? I think to me the important thing is to enjoy myself. I think if you bring joy for the people, that brings enjoyment. But I think sometimes we don't prioritise our own sense of what we want and need. And that's getting that balance right, isn't it? Because otherwise people see that as being selfish. And we stop ourselves doing things, thinking, well, I can't do that because that would be selfish. So not so long ago, pre-lockdown one, Early part of so this time last year would have been points where I'd have been sat in the house. Um, well, I remember because we're so near to this particular part of the golf course we're on now, this backs onto houses. In fact, let me think about this. It's quite feasible. This is why I wish there was a little cut through here from this part of the golf course. Or this, this path I'm near right now will go through along the road onto the main road along and back down our road. So we'll do that in a second. Um, but I'm looking up towards houses that I think quite feasibly one or more of those that house I'm looking up there may be on our road so they would back onto the golf course um, so we're not that far from here so whilst in say the bathroom or in our bedroom or in our garden and you could hear when people were playing golf here and hitting a golf ball down this fairway particularly when they're hitting one of these nice metal woods as they are <laughs> they're called woods but nowadays they're made of some types of metal or titanium and you'd hear the tinny sound of it and I'd go oh so jealous so envious the fact that they're off playing golf and I'm I'm not and I can't do that I would feel as though if I prioritized playing golf for example which I would find enjoyable have done since being a child and now as I approach 50 still find it enjoyable um and yet up until in fact, up until my 49th birthday, I wasn't doing it. In fact, over the previous years, we'd, you know, once or twice when the opportunity arose, I didn't feel able to. Um, thanks to my gorgeous wife and those around her, because I know that other people buy me presents that she has thought through and decided not well thought through i think he might quite like this she's very good at present ideas to the point where she really exhausts herself i think with giving out ideas for other people to buy for the target person i usually me um anyway so on uh, uh, i'm gonna match another thing but naturally so so the birthday um the main trigger there that sort of changed it for me the last year or so um, did I just say it was my 50th birthday or not? Has that kind of now confused you? Think well, as I approach 50, it w- it was possibly my 40th. I forget now. It doesn't matter. It's just, just not, you're old as you're as old as you feel. Um, but on that birthday, um, Rachel's dad, I'll call him Keith, for that's his name, had bought me golf lessons. A series of th- three golf lessons, maybe four. Um, and the first one was actually on the birthday. So that 
was the first that led me to start going, okay, I've now got four golf lessons, let's say it was four, with a local professional golfer, not on either of these two golf courses, about seven or eight golf courses around here. Um, that was up at Sandy Lodge Golf Course. Um, what was the guy's name? Um, Pinsent, Jeff Pinsent is the professional. I remember turning up for that in my T-shirt and shorts. <laughs> That's a separate conversation. That was T-shirt and shorts and having to put a proper shirt on. And I was okay playing on the driving range bit there in shorts. I had my long socks. I should have had long socks on, I think, and golf shoes. But still, by next time, again, Rachel had got me a black uh, Calvin Klein golf shirt, you know, with collar and some Nike golf trousers. So looking more of the part. Then then again through Jeff, he was saying, well, actually, you could, yeah, these clubs, you've got are some old clubs, and they were, they were, they were borrowed, they were actually Rachel's dad's. And in fact, they were Rachel's mum's. Had got these clubs a while ago, and they were better than the ones I did have, which ones I these all ones I still have in the garage. But anyway, the point was going to be eventually I bought some new clubs, some second-hand clubs through Jeff. So a decent set of clubs. Uh, then, because of having these lessons, I thought, well, I should really practice a little bit. So I was going to the driving ranges all during lockdown, whichever one it was, where you could still go and do this. I think you could still go and do that during maybe it was during lockdown. I can't remember the price. That was supposed to be towards the end of lockdown, wouldn't it? It'd been June, July. Of last year, um, didn't you know, walking along with other blokes, one, two, three, there's four of us, one, two, three, four of us, lone fellas walking with dogs. Now, Ziggy's running over to another one. <laughs> All right, Ziggy always just wants to play. So he's now, I think it's like a boxer or something. Come on, Ziggy! Zig, Zig! Sit. Come on. He's a good boy. Right, I'm going to try head back soon. Um, but I'm going with the flow, going what's coming up in my head. It's all very helpful stuff. This is why it's valuable to me not to try and get to an answer. But it finds it's taking me down the stuff. That I'm talking about the stuff that I enjoy. And there's stories about it all. Telling a story. And seeing what reveals to me. Oh, Ziggy, come on. You're going to go with more problems again. Zig! Yeah, it's four dogs around now with four separate owners. I said it was four men. It's not. It's three men and a woman. From a long way away, she looked like a man. Because she had... No, I was going to say she had a hat on, but it's not. It's just short hair. So there's two boxers over there. But he's going to get more in trouble again. Ziggy! Um, I'm going to try and get back to this point of... Uh, yes, now that I'm prioritising golf, and then as a Christmas present from Rachel, my main Christmas present from her was a new golf bag, which I've been saying I could do with, and that's in the garage, frustratingly yet, the clubs have not even been transferred into the golf bag, so I'm looking forward to when we can, is play golf. Dan, and that'll be with you, because again, the times I've been playing since then have been with you, I've been doing a little bit of driving range stuff, so prioritising that as a mental health thing. Realising, okay, paying for a golf course, finding someone to play with, uh, setting aside three or four hours to play 18 holes on a full-size course, challenging, whereas taking half an hour, an hour to go up to the local driving range, paying three or four quid for a bucket of balls, one that made sense in the context of having the lessons, and it was doable, and I enjoyed it. So that was really valuable. I've not done that for a while, because even the driving range has now been closed. I'm not even swung a club. Maybe I should even do that in the garden a little bit. Um, 
I was saying all of this in the context of enjoyable. Prioritising what you find enjoyable. I do think if that's my main aim, which to achieve is an enjoyable life, and there's something that you do get, it, it, when it is something you bring joy for others, I think that's when you get to that sweet spot of not only doing something you find enjoyable, then you're also bringing joy, for, you're spreading that, aren't you? You're spreading the love, as it were, spreading the joy. So that's another important thing, to spread the joy. I think that's a key part of it. And I think the more one does this, the better one's life becomes, and you get more and more of what it is you'd like. And that's why I think this appreciative inquiry approach in general is valuable, because it puts you in a certain mindset to, first of all, be clear on what it is you would love to have in your life or in the work, then we'll explore, so I'll save the, the second question, the why question. And then the third question will be, and how will you know when you've achieved it? So I suppose actually that one, because I'm enjoying life, wouldn't it? Would that be because I'm, en- I'm enjoying myself? Yes, if I'm enjoying myself, then we're doing it right. <laughs> and the challenge will be, can you enjoy yourself no matter and bring joy to others, no matter what it is you're doing? Um, and I think part of then what Dan will be touching upon in one of part of his answer and in our work is how we the how behind that. So that will be part of what we do in the workshop is, okay, now we're clear on what we'd love to achieve, why we might want it, and um, or would love for that to be the case, and having some ideas, start to on how will we know when we're doing it, how will we know when we've achieved that, or are in the process of achieving it. So maybe that last one should be, how do we know when we are achieving that? Because um, I did, once you achieve it, you might stop. And do you ever want to stop enjoying life? I wouldn't have thought so. Um, so I'm going to let go of the why for now. But Or is it maybe while we're here, while we're here I should wait a few moments. Why, why would I want to enjoy my life? Well, why wouldn't I? <laughs> why would you not want to enjoy your life? If, if whether or not there's any point to it, if you're left with that sense of there is no other point other than to be, you've been thrown into this life. I've ne- I have tried looking up the word facticity. I'm not looking it up, I just did a bit of a kind of, oh, asked Siri, what does facticity mean? And it came up with factory city. So I've not, I've not yet gone searching for it. I believe it's a term from Sartre. Uh, and he'll talk about thrownness, being thrown into this life. So we're thrown into this life. What do we do with it? Well, the existentialist view is it's up to us. We get to choose. And on that base, I would choose as much as possible to le- live an enjoyable life. And I believe a part of the process is whilst bringing joy for others. I don't think it's necessarily, necessarily prioritising one of them. I think if you do one, the other follows. And personally, I think if you do things that you enjoy and give yourself the freedom to choose that, because you have that choice, and you choose wisely, (laughs) then you will choose things that bring joy for others. That's the choosing love side of it. I wrote down not so long ago, you get to choose, so choose wisely, choose love. That's your three-part bit of that one. Um, So yeah, to love and be loved, I think that's part of Dan's answer as well. Um... To love what one's doing, that's an enjoyment, isn't it? To love 
and and show others that that's something they can do. And I think now that position is not because that's that's and that's kind of an okay thing to do. You're allowed. I'm under the belief now that is what you choose was supposed to do, whatever that means by supposed to. It is the way of living your best life is to do the stuff that you enjoy the most. You bring your best self to it. You become your best self. And then by almost by, by simply by doing that, you inspire others to do the same. And no matter what your take on life is, then that, that's what it's about. That's where I'm at with all that. So the why is, why? Because it's the best thing. <laughs> we were joking with, what's the best thing? I'm feeling obliged to jump across this little bit of a river here. Oh! So it's another bit of the river that's going through the... Uh, is it the same one it is? Yeah, always the same, different part of it. I need to put him on the lead now and get out of this golf course. Oh, he's going to try and jump across a big bit there. Zig, this bit here, do it where I did it. Oh, he's in the water. Oh, he's very clever. He did it up the water up the side. Very impressive. Right, then, let's get out of here. Let's skedaddle. Um, so, to answer the question... Whilst I feel as I need to change it, but answer the question, to lead an enjoyable life and bring joy to others. I think that's the words I'm using. Why? Because it's the best thing. So the joke would be, you know, we could ask the question to people, what's the best thing? It's an Alan Partridge phone-in. <laughs> what's the best thing? What is the best thing? Simple as that. And someone calls in. It's sliced bread, isn't it? What's that? Well, sliced bread, isn't it? What's the best thing? Slice, what's, the, what's the best thing? Sliced bread. Well, that's, you know, and anyway, it's quite a nice little back and forth on that one. Because um, I, I feel that's the only... Why? Because I believe that's the fundamental point of being alive. Okay, that's it. And how we know when we've achieved it? Well, I may want to almost reframe that as how we know when we are achieving it because I am enjoying life. Having fun. Now, I feel as though we need to operationalise a little bit more, but I think that's probably enough, actually, because then we use the um, the webinars and the so on. We'll start talking about people's strengths. And, in fact, one of our um, webinars, subsequent webinars, which is kind of part of a different thing. So we've got, same before, we have this workshop, a 90-minute workshop. It's on Tuesday. People have signed up for that because they've been invited to that. There are certain key people in the database, as it were, that HSC would like to take part in the workshop and have some coaching because it means they've got X amount of hours support and that's what they can then basically report back to their funders because this whole project is due to be sort of winding up by probably July of this year. Um, and then we will do the coaching and it's around, they say, this 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 5D process. Ziggy, come here. <whistles> come here. It's a lead on you now. It's now five past 11. I'm surprised Rachel's does not phone me. Unless she's messaged me and I missed it, but because I've been out now for a few hours, it's five past eleven. Was it nine o'clock? I thought it was earlier than that, about half eight or something. Here, Zig, come on. There you go. There, here. Right, got his lead on him now, so that's the next step. I can start walking across the road. Um. So, 
So, so, so, is that the end of it? No, I was trying to say something, wasn't I? Um, yes, the 90-minute workshop, then up to five coaching sessions. We think it's probably too many. We think it'll probably be three, actually, but if they need more, they can have more. Only because the 5D process will we'll do define and discover in the workshop. So the discover bit is about reflecting on how, um, reflecting on when things have gone well, particularly how they've managed to sort of do, you know, spending time remembering the things that have, they've done well They've already achieved, maybe towards that, so we can very easily sort of forget what we've already done, what we're doing well, when it's gone well, having those things. These are all kind of so the energy providers. If we focus on the stuff that energises us, as in the stuff we would love to do, like enjoying ourselves, then what would we do? What kind of things do we do to enjoy ourselves? We can think of those. We can think of times when we have enjoyed ourselves, times when we've done things well in the past. And so on. I'm going to have to keep talking here. Hello. Hi. You're right. Okay. Gonna keep going. He's very wet. It is Ziggy. Yes. I've forgotten what Jasper is. Jasper. Yes. Long time ago. Hi. See you later. Um. Hi. So that um. Yes. There was a um episode. I think it's episode 100 actually, or maybe 101. I can't remember. Around that time, I think episode 100 is the long one where somewhere in it I was going to record another bit and then I got talking to somebody with a dog and it was that gentleman just then because I do walk past his house every time I go down here so it's nice seeing him again I've forgotten his name but the dog's called Jasper um, so let's try and wind this up morning um, and then we're doing so alongside the coaching and the workshop there's also four open webinars each one hour long which are something, you know, playing to your strengths is one of them. Boosting resilience. Thriving, not surviving. <laughs> what should we come up with these titles? And Against All Odds. That might be a luck one, that one. I'm not sure who came up with those titles. Right, back to the main road. So hearing some, there's a lorry going past. Several cars. It was quite nice earlier on. It was all quite empty. Um, let's see what's happening back in the house. So... The title of this episode will be along the lines of... Okay, final little bit. So I think the last bit ended abruptly because call came through just before I was able to stop the recording. Is that... That's interesting. I'm going to pick that up and put it in the bin. This is a... It was a... Um, hmm, a mask on the floor, but it's actually Rachel's mask. It must have been left there by mistake, so I'll throw that away now. Uh, okay, so the title of this episode will be What would you love to achieve with your life? Question mark. Um, and there you go. So sorry that end bit's a little bit fragmented, but hey, such is life. We can live with it. So the sun's now up high in the sky, blue skies. About to get back in to have some brunch. So, as in, not had breakfast yet, and it's now ten past eleven. Bye for now.